Welcome to the Ascension Cast. My name is Alexander Thomas, and today it's just me. I'm so happy that you are here to join with us on the Ascension Cast, and today we are going to be looking at the parables of Jesus. Hopefully next week the boys will be back and it won't just be uh, my hoarse little voice. Uh, But today we're going to be looking at three different parables that all kind of relate really well with one another. Um, The first parable is in Matthew 20. It's the parable of the workers in the field. And the two other parables are found in Matthew 25. That's the parable of the talents. And one you might not be as familiar with, it's the parable of the sheep and the goats. And it follows right after the parable of the talents. But first, we're going to look in Matthew 20 at the parable of the workers in the field. Before we start to dive into these parables, though, I want to remember what a parable is. So parables are just simple stories, and they're used to illustrate moral or spiritual lessons. I like to think about parables as the story version of a proverb. And a lot of people will even talk about them as elongated metaphors or elongated allegories. But in their simplest form, a parable is a story used to tell a lesson. And so as we tell these stories, or in this podcast we recap it, um, allow yourself to live into that story and, and try to live out and look for what this parable might be telling you. Starting with the parable in Matthew 20 of the workers in the field. So in this parable, there is a landowner and he goes out to hire day workers. And so at the beginning of the day, he finds workers and they work for the whole day, but there's more work to be done. And so the landowner goes and gets more workers. And at the end of the day, um, there's some that only worked one hour and he still pays everyone a full day's wage. So And I can relate to this. Some of the workers are upset. They're jealous because they feel like they should be paid more, even though they were still be being paid fairly. And the the landowner says, I have a right to do this because I'm I'm being fair and generous to everyone. And that's the first parable. This is a parable that has often been um, used uh, in arguments for a livable wage and workers' rights. I find that really interesting, particularly in the 19th century. It started to be used uh, in this way among sociologists and different economists. And still today, um, this parable is used in a way of, of a champion for workers' rights and a livable wage. I like this parable, and I want to hold on to this parable, because here we're kind of introduced to this idea of generosity, and we want to hold on to that idea of generosity. We're, we're reminded that God is a very generous God. We're reminded that God is a gracious God and God is a loving God. And God gives blessings to everyone who accepts them. On the next corner, though, we're going to turn into Matthew 25. And here we're going to get kind of a different feel. So this is the parable of the talents. It's one you probably know. It's one of the more popular parables. Here, a master has three servants that he gives um, different talents to. Now, a talent was a unit of measurement. 
it was around 80 pounds of silver, uh, which is not that helpful for me because I don't know how much silver is worth. So it is 6,000 denarii. A denarii was one day's wage. So it's 6,000 wages for one day, which would be about 20 years of labor. So one talent is a lot of money. I mean, it's millions of dollars uh, kind of worth. And so here the master gives one servant 10 talents, one servant five talents, and the other one talent. One talent is a lot of money still. And the master goes away. And these workers or these servants, um, after a period of time, have all done something with their talents. The one who had 10 talents made more. The one who had five talents made more. But the one who had one talent didn't do anything with his. He buried it out of fear. Um, And in the parable, he says it's because he knew his master was a harsh man. And the master says, well, you knew I was a harsh man. And he calls him wicked and he punishes him and he throws him away. Now, this is a parable that makes many people uncomfortable. And other people kind of find it inspiring, but many are uncomfortable um, for various reasons. One, uh, many people are uncomfortable because of this comment about the master being unfair and harsh. And usually in parables, God is equated to the master. For the curious, that was actually an idiom idiom that was used in that day. Uh, Personally, when I read this parable, I tend to think of um, the servant being accusatory toward the master, calling him something that he isn't. Uh, because this master seems to be pretty trusting of his servants. Um, and, but the point of this parable is what do we do with those resources that God gives us? Do we go out and we use them or do we hoard them and keep them for ourselves, maybe out of fear or for whatever other reasons? It's good questions to ask ourselves. And this is a parable that that gets us thinking. It makes us uncomfortable because it has judgment. And whenever you come to a passage, particularly a parable with judgment, um, that's an invitation for you to be uncomfortable and question yourself. And so my encouragement to you is to lean into that kind of uncomfortable situation when you read this parable. And this parable is directly followed in Matthew 25 by the, the parable of the sheep and the goats. In this parable, there is... Um, it's telling about the son of man coming back at the end of the age and all people are divided either as a sheep or as a goat (laughs) on one side and on the other side. And one of those sides is rewarded because, um, they clothed and fed, um, Jesus and it's equated to, um, the least of these. So how you treat other people is how you treat Jesus. And so those who treat others kindly and with grace are rewarded. And those who don't are thrown out into um, an uncomfortable place. And so when we come to this parable, this two sets of parables, these are leaning into the idea that we are accountable for our actions and that God has judgment toward us. And the reason we paired these two sets of parables together is because on the one hand, the workers in the field reminds us of God being a gracious God. And here in Matthew 25, with the parable of the talents and the sheep and the goats, we see a different side of God, a God that holds us accountable, a God that is um, very concerned for how we treat others, and is going to hold us 
to that. So we hold these two parables in balance. They work together, and that's why we chose to read these two together. Um, I made a sheet for the youth that I put some fun facts and discussion questions in an overview of the parable, but I want to ask the discussion questions to you that we're going to be asking the youth. So in the parable of the talents, the master gives an abundance of wealth to all the servants. One servant, out of fear, neglects to grow and share that wealth. And what ways might you be neglecting to share the abundance God has given you? In what ways might you be neglecting to share the abundance God has given you? Next question. Um, What might you be afraid of losing that keeps you from investing your own talents? What talents do you have to share? I like this question, especially for young people. Um, We might not all have abundance of money to share with other people, but we all have different resources, different abilities, things, ourselves, that we can share with others for the kingdom of God. It's a good question to ask. What talents do you have to share? And what might um, keep you afraid from sharing them? And the next question, or the last question, in the parable of the workers in the field, do you relate more to the workers who worked all day or the workers who came at the end of the day? What ways might you extend God's unlimited grace to others around you? I like that parable, that one where everyone um, is given a full day's wage, even though they didn't work a full day, because God is a good God, a good God and a gracious God. Now, you'll notice when we went through these parables, I tried not too much to explain the meaning of the parables, but just give a summary and some discussion questions to think about. And this will be a shorter episode because my throat is about to give out. But we did that on purpose because parables are invitations for you to reimagine the world of your experience. One thing parables are not, they don't describe moral or theological absolutes. So, for instance, in these two parables, we are seeing both a very generous character in the position of God and a very harsh character in the position of God. These things are both serving the purpose of inviting you to reimagine the world of your experience. They're not describing absolutes. And it's a good thing to keep in mind. So as we look at these parables today and in the weeks to come, ask yourself those same kinds of questions. What talents do I have to share? What can I give to other people? What can I do to help grow the kingdom of God? And how am I treating others? Do I treat them like they're in the kingdom of God? And am I happy to be paid that same wage as everyone else? Or am I jealous of those around me? Peace.